Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Oh, 
give you the praise. Praise this Lord. Yeah. We love you. We love you, sweet Jesus. You are everything. You are, you are, you are. You are. our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christians in the church, Kenston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where Jesus Christ is praised and sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. He's worthy today. We lift up his holy name. This is the day the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Because he's holy. He's holy. Our God is holy. We praise him. Yes, Lord, we give you all.
Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again in the glorious and the mighty name of Jesus Christ, who is your Lord, my Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Whether you're out there, you're saved or not, before it's all over with, you, your knee going to bow, your tongue going to confess. I don't care if you ain't got no legs out there. Before it's all over with, it's going to be some knees come from somewhere that you're going to bow. I don't care if you ain't got no tongue out there. It's going to be a tongue come from somewhere. And you're going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We thank God today for another beautiful day that he has made. I thank him extra special children of God because he's healing my back very, very well. Those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that I have been struggling with a back injury, children of God, I have hurt like hell these past two weeks. I have never felt anything like it, but to God be the glory, our light and momentary afflictions are achieving in us a far greater eternal glory that far outweighs them all. I thank God today for being a healer in my life. I'm taking any medicine, any medicine. People have been like, ah, oh, Apostle, take some of this, take some of that. I'm like, nah, nah, let me, let me see what God going to do. And he is proving himself mighty and proving himself faithful. I just thank him extra special today. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, and I've seen that, you know, quite a few of you all seem to like that uh that broadcast, these last two little broadcasts, we got that kind of power. We got like hundreds and hundreds of downloads. We made two little broadcasts yesterday and got hundreds and hundreds of downloads. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well and uh, as God is blessing us here at the Christian Center. We got that kind of power, children of God. Don't, don't never think that your problem is a lack of power. Why? Don't ever think, child of God, that your problem is a lack of power. Our problem is never a lack of power. Now, our problem may be a lack of using our power. Our problem may be a lack of understanding our power. Our problem may be a lack of, but never think that lack of power is your case or my case because we got that kind of power. We look at capital A, call things. Romans 4.17, Romans 10.17, capital B, everything we need. We already got it, children of God. I hate to spoil the, 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 the devil's parade, but they got to be spoiled. We got everything that we need. We don't need anything from him. We don't need anything from his demons. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, capital C, out of God, understand that you have been empowered for greatness. God is expecting greatness out of you. If you don't become great, child of God, then uh, God's going to have a problem with you because he has empowered you and I to be great. What Great what? You say, apostle, great whatever he set your hands to be. If you a child out there, if you're somebody's son or daughter, you're supposed to be a great son, great daughter. If you are a garbage collector out there under the sound of my voice, God got you collecting garbage. You're supposed to be the greatest garbage collector. People ought to be saying, man, I ain't never seen garbage picked up around here like here. Yeah. We are destined, we have been empowered for greatness. Ephesians 1 and 19, John 14 and 12. Capital D, we are down to, uh, to subdue. We got the kind of power to subdue. 
Your listen, child of God. Your life has no business being out of control. If your life is out of control, yeah, yeah, child of God, it's because you're not using the power that God has given to you. Now, you're not using the power to subdue. You're not using the power to bring that life under control. Now, bring it under control. Talking about your, you, you can't do nothing with your children. What you mean you can't do nothing with them and they're living with you? There's always out the door. Joker just can't get right. Oh, I, Apostle, I can't do nothing with my son. He come in, he beat me. He got, have you tried putting that Joker out? You got power to subdue. You got power to bring under under control, bring it under subjection, or get it up out of here. One of the two. We looked at Genesis 1 and 28, and it brings us on down to Joshua 10. Joshua chapter 10, verse 40. Let's see what God has in store for his people today. And since I'm one of his people too, I'm looking forward to see what he got in store for me too. The name Joshua means the Lord saves. The Lord saves. Now, God said, Robert, deal with Joshua for a little while. You know, and the Lord is kind of speaking in my heart now. He says, I know that Joshua has a special place in your heart because of the sermon that was preached when your grandfather passed away. My grandfather was my mentor as a young Christian. He was there with me the night I was converted. Demons were throwing me around back and forth, doing all kind of things. And he was right there praying and right there seeking the face and the hand of God as as God was delivering his 17-year-old foolish grandson from the powers of darkness. And I got to spend about four good years with him before he went on to Lord, but I'll never forget Bishop preached sermon at his funeral, and the topic was, for every Moses, there's a Joshua. For every Moses, there's a Joshua. And Bishop Clemens began to deal with how that, you know, Moses was a great leader of God's people, but he had... Joshua, who came up under his administration, came up under his anointing, and Joshua became a great leader himself. But before he became a great leader, Joshua was what? He was a great follower. And I've seen you all out there under the sound of my voice. Some of you all under the sound of my voice was keeping you from... God's a great leader is that you don't want to be a great follower. Mm-hmm. Because in order to be a great leader, you've got to be a great follower. In order to be a great leader, you've got to be a great servant. Joshua was a great servant. He was a great follower. So God promoted him at the appointed time and made him a great leader in his own right. Some of you all out there, you don't want to, you don't want to follow. You don't want to submit. Some of you wives out there, you don't want to submit to your husband. Some of you husbands out there, you don't want to submit to Christ. 
Some of you, some of you children out there, you don't want to submit to your parents. Anytime you can't be a good follower of those that God has placed over you, you will not be a good leader over those that God has placed under you. You can't be a good father unless you're a good son. You can't be a good mother to nobody if you can't be a good daughter. Joshua was a good follower. I mean, he submitted. Moses telling him to do something. Joshua got it done. Won't a whole lot of eyes rolling, mouth popping, uh, 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 neck rolling. from Joshua did it. And when his time came, see, now some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, I want to encourage you too now. God said, you said, man, you just blasted a whole lot of us. Yeah, I sure did. But then there's some of you all out there under the sound of my voice. You know who you are. I ain't got to give no names. You, you already know who you are. That your day of great leadership is coming in the name of Jesus. Because you have been a good follower, because you have been a good congregation member, because you have been a blessing in pastor's life, you've been a blessing in the bishop's life, you have, you have followed closely the words of your apostle, the words of the spiritual leadership that God has placed in your life, God is going to raise you up, and God is going to promote you. I just had to tell one, one deacon, the Lord spoke in my spirit about a week ago. Said, tell him, God said, tell him, what was, I said, what was it? I can't remember now. I'll be telling him, prepare for promotion. Prepare for promotion. Man of God contacted me a few days ago. He said, apostle, within 24 hours, and I got about four job offers around here, big-time job offers. And I'm like, well, you know. I told one sister in Lagos, Nigeria, you know, she got a little business going with all these skincare products and, and different things. Lord said, tell her to get ready. She's getting ready to handle big money. Just tell her to get ready. She said, what? I said, that's what the Lord said. Now, I can't, I can't control him. I ain't trying to control him. Let him say what he wants to say because God does nothing without first revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. This same sister contacted me the other day. And let me know that she had some contracts. She sent pictures where she was bagging up all of this stuff to send these products all out all over the world. Contract for X amount of millions of Nara, which is their money, which is like, you know, thousands of our dollars. But, you know, the blessing came. For every Moses, there is a Joshua. Keep that in mind. You want to be a great leader out there. Get to, start being a great follower right now. Start being a great follower. You want to be a great teacher out there. Oh, man, you know, oh, I want to teach. I want to be a great teacher. I want to be, be a good student, be a great student. You can't be a good teacher of something if you're not a good student of something. How are you going to teach people about God and you won't even sit down and learn about God yourself? You won't even put in any extra time. You know, my, my spirit is going to something one of, one of my daughters said to me years ago. You know, when we, she put us on the broadcast, and I praise God for her life right today because she's the one that had the vision of the ministry and the broadcast going out. A lot of you all that's out there listening and being blessed, it traced back to, to uh, one of my spiritual daughters out of the Washington, D.C. area. She had shared one or two things with her. You know, early on, she said, people, people need to hear what God has placed within you. She put together all of these little podcasts and talk shoes and, and YouTube, all this, little, all this little stuff. But uh, she contacted me one day. She said, Daddy. I said, yeah, daughter. She said, I want that gift that you got. I said, what gift is that, daughter? 
She said, the gift to be able to remember scripture. I said, daughter, that ain't no gift. <laughs> that just comes from hard work. There ain't no such thing as the gift of being able to remember scriptures. You just like you, you, you learn your information and you got to learn your information in school or on your job or same way you learn your phone number. You got to just keep, you know, repeating it, repeating it over and over and over until it becomes a part of you. That's what God wants us to do with his word. Make yourself learn God's word. If you, you don't like how much scripture you know, then, you know, and the reality is none of us should. Because however many scriptures I know, I need to know more. However many scriptures you know, you need to know more. Because that is the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away. That ain't going nowhere. And the more word that you hide in your heart, David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you, the, the less chance you, you'll have to sin. The more of God's word that you hide in your heart, the better your chances against this thing called, this monster called sin. Sin is a monster. Sin is a monster. Sin, if sin is not a monster, I, sin is a worse monster than Freddy Krueger. Sin is a mo worse monster than, than Jason Voorhees. Sin is a worse monster than Jaws. Sin is a, you say, Apostle, why he's, why he's saying, sin will mess around and have you completely separated from God for all eternity. Sin will mess around and have your eternal soul burning forever without the hope of redemption. Sin is something else. God give us one way to deal with sin, his word, his word, the power that comes through his applied word. Very Moses, there's a Joshua now. So we want to be, you know, let us be good students of Christ. And see, and see God said, Robert, my people need to understand. That's why I didn't, God said, I didn't pick everybody to be my disciple. Simple means, it means learned one. That's what a disciple means. These men, these, these 12 disciples, and, you know, Jesus had a whole lot more disciples, but these 12 that, that later became apostles, these, these individuals, he brought, him, he brought these individuals right real, real close to him. There were a whole lot of disciples, you know, a whole lot of other people, you know, different things, doing different things. But Jesus took these 12 and he brought them right close to him, part of his inner circle. So there were things that, that, you know, that they had privy to, information, revelations, insight, that everybody else didn't because Jesus brought them in real, real close like. You know, and my thing was, you know, I basically took that same philosophy and applied it to basketball in the double championship teams. Brought my players, the guys that was going to play, my 12, 15, brought them in real, real close, kept them real, real close all throughout the year. Oh, they would be all over here over the summer, jumping in the swimming pool backwards, you know, cooking on the grill. B, B, you know, have them right out there. We had a basketball court in the backyard. I, I'm in the summertime. We're in the middle of summertime, running plays, doing all kind of stuff. Brought them close. And when and when comes season time, all of that time that had been spent, you know, it, it translated on the court. So it was with Jesus' disciples. He brought them individuals in real, real close. So these individuals had inside knowledge, inside information. Everybody didn't have. You see, children of God, we have the ability now. 
Listen, you can be as close to the Lord as you want to be, or you can be as far away from the Lord as you want to be. Choice is yours. Choice is yours. The Lord ain't running you away. He wants you to come close. You're the one running away. You don't want to be away from him. Prodigal son, they want the father that run the son away. The son wanted to go. He the one took off. Wanted to be somewhere else. You out there, child of God, me, we get God said, look, you can be as close to me as you want. My thing is, Lord, I want to be all up in I want to be all up on you like John. John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. John, John, all the other disciples be sitting down at the table eating. John be sitting right beside Jesus with his head on Jesus' chest. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> I'm trying to get all up in there, children of God. If some, if some juice dropped out of Jesus' mouth, it dropped right on top of John's forehead. John was right up on his chest. If, I'm, I'm telling you, if, if Jesus whispered something, John was right there to hit. My thing is, I want to be all up in there like that right now. Well, you know, everybody, look, children of God, all of us want to be at a, at a all of us want a, a different relationship with the Lord. And listen, you, you say, Apostle, what, what you're trying to get us to say? Listen, to give you an example, now you talk all day about how you want to be close to the Lord. But look at your relationship with your pastor. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Because that is normally reflective of how your relationship is with God. Look at, just look at your relationship with your pastor. Look at your relationship with your bishop. You don't even hardly want to spend no, you don't hardly spend no time with him. You don't hardly want to be around him. You know, that's about how you do God. That's about how you do God. That's by how. That's how. Because that, that's what your pastor, your bishop, your apostle, the representatives of God. See. You know, and I, I look at my life, I, I think yeah, I shared with you all earlier about my grandfather. Before I was saved, I tried to stay as far away from my grandfather as was humanly possible. I didn't like him. I'm just going to be honest with you. I didn't realize it was because I was full of the devil and the light that was in him, you know, it was the demons that was in me was trying to escape and get away from the light that was in him. I didn't lie. I tried to stay as far away. If he came one way, I'd go another way. I tried to stay as far until I was converted. When I got converted, when I became a Christian and realized that all that I had been up under the control of the devil, you couldn't hardly pull me away from him. Every I go over his house nine o'clock in the I was waiting for him to ask me to move in. I wanted to be around my grandfather. He I'd go over to his house nine o'clock at night and just stand out in with him in from nine o'clock, three, four o'clock in the morning and just listen. He used to hit me with a lot of proverbs. Boom, boom. God said this now. God said that. And I'd be just listening. Just be listening. I know I know he probably got to a place he's like, man, will this joker here go home? Because I won't go on nowhere. I'd be right there till I almost fall asleep standing up. I'd be like, Grandpa, I got to go. Gotta go, go to sleep. You can be as close to God. I can be as close to God as we choose to be. Or you can be as far away now. Now, if you choose to be far away from God 
and you don't find yourself running into a whole lot of blessings that God got for you, that ain't God's fault. That's not God's fault. Okay, let me let me let's let's get this straight now. We in an airplane. God giving it to me like this. Flying over the Alps. Airplane crash. People out there freezing. One of the survivors strike up a fire, bonfire. Everybody go to the bonfire, get close to the bonfire. All of a sudden, hands now, you know, everybody warming up real good. But you decide you ain't going to get close to the bonfire. You decide because you don't like the one who started the bonfire. You're going to be as far away from the bonfire as you possibly can. Well, you end up with frostbite, end up wolves get you, end up uh, uh, dying in the snow. Who fault is that? You could have got close. Huh? <laughs> One of the saints quote Lord Zeppelin say, "Nobody fault but mine. Ain't nobody fault but yours. You the one chose to be away from the fire." You said, "Apostle, what you encouraging us to do? Get close to the fire out there. Get close to the fire. Get close to the word. Get close to to God. The spiritual leadership that God has placed in you. Get close." To your mothers and fathers, and if get close to them that you know are doing seeds of righteousness, get close. You're all out there across way out there on the other side of the plane, bonfire over here, man. We were over here cooking, man. Found some weenies in the found in the wreckage, man. We cook on a stick. You over there in the snow, freezing. And I want to blame it on blame. Uh, <laughs> what is they said? Then somebody come and offer you a, a winnie on a stick, and you slapping it out of your hand. Tell me, get out of here. That ain't no. That look, that's your fault. We listen. God is not trying to run you away. God said, Robert, I and if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. God said, I want to draw you. I want to bring you in. Jesus lamented over Jerusalem one time behind this same thing I'm talking about. He lamented over Jerusalem. You say, Apostle, what do you mean by lamented? He looked at Jerusalem with a heart filled with sorrow, with a heart filled with woe, because Jesus said, look, how I have loved you, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who slay the prophets and stoned those who sent to you, how I have longed to gather you together as a, as a hen gathers her chicks. But Jesus said, you unwilling. You unwilling. Understand out there, if you won't get close to God, you won't get close to God's uh, representative, you won't get close to the spiritual leadership, that's because you're unwilling. And you're going to pay the price. No, no. Give me, I, want, I want me to hit it at John. I want to no, where is the Lord? He over there. I'm going to sit right down beside him. I want me to hit it at Mary. Remember the two sisters, Mary and Martha? Martha running all around, life in a mess. That's what it was. Life was in a mess. But Jesus told us, say, you're worried and upset about many things. Martha was so upset about stuff, she went and broke up Jesus' sermon. Told him, Master, don't you care that my sister's left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. Mary, all Mary did was sit right at Jesus' feet. I wonder how, how that thing looked like when, when Mary and John was together, both of them two fighting to get as close to Jesus as they possibly could. 
Mary trying to get right at Jesus' feet. John trying to lay back on Jesus' chest. I know Jesus was like, look at these two. But these were two individuals that end up being blessed. These were two individuals that end up being praised by God. God wants you close. Now, he wants me close. What are we, what are we talking about? We, God said, y'all my children. What kind of parent don't want his children close? What kind of parent don't want his son? Uh, 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 something wrong either with you or the children or both of y'all crazy. What kind of parent? What kind of father don't want his, want his son around? My son, you're my son, you're my daughter, you my. What kind of pastor don't want his congregation people around? What kind of pastor is that? If pastor don't want you around, child of God, either something wrong with pastor, some or something wrong with you, or both of y'all crazy. What kind of coach don't want his players around? What kind of employee, employer don't want his employees around? We are family, children of God. And, 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 and if your natural family is not saved, watch this, you gonna, and you are, and you're trying to spend a whole bunch of time with them jokers, them characters that ain't saved, let me tell you something. If you, you better start putting your attention in the household of faith because you're going to spend a whole lot more time with the children of God than you're going to spend with them unsaved family members. If they don't ever get saved. Why? Because once you're going to hell, you're going to heaven. That's the end of that. You ain't even going to remember them. But us, children of God, we got to spend eternity together. I'm not just talking about a very long time. I'm not just talking about uh, 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 25 to life. We got to spend eternity together. I'm about done, children of God, because my back is tightening up. My back is tightening up just a little bit. Subdue. We're talking about subduing. Now, let's look at Joshua. The Bible says, so in Joshua 10 and 40, so Joshua subdued the whole region, including the hill country, the Negev, the western foothills, and the mountain slopes. Together with all their kings, he left no survivors. He totally destroyed all who breathed, just as the Lord, the God of Israel, had commanded. Joshua subdued them from Kadesh Barnea, to Gaza, and from the whole region of Goshen to Gibeon. Let me get 42. All these kings and their lands Joshua conquered in one campaign because the Lord, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. Capital D to subdue. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Father, for everything you've done to us, through us, and for us. Speak, Father, for your people are gathering in record numbers to hear words of wisdom from your mouth. Father, we trust that you're not going to disappoint us, but that you're going to uh, use this earthly vessel as a mouthpiece to proclaim your eternal word to your eternal creation. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. If you breathed and you was in Joshua's way, you was in trouble. Look.
Hold on. One of the saints want to go and talk. Go and talk to the people. You see that these, um, I was saying that Joshua and Saul, which is in later, you know, Bible chapters in First Samuel, they basically had the same instruction was to kill everybody that was the enemy. You see that Joshua, who was close to God, he did exactly that. If you was breathing, if you was a baby and you was like, eh, sorry, little baby. Unlike, unlike Saul, who was saving the king Agag and other people, he was saving sheep, he was saving this, and Samuel was like, this ain't what you're supposed to be doing. So, and he was going further or further away from God. So, you know, message here is, you know, stay close to God so you can follow the full instruction of what he gives you so you can be blessed and continue to be blessed. Amen. Amen. Well said. Well said. Josh, see, see, that's the only way children of God, that we're going to be able to subdue or to take over. See, you wonder why the church is not taking over, why the church is almost seeming impotent as transvestites and lesbians and sin running rampant and doing all kinds of things. See, a lot of that has to do with because uh, uh, many of us in the body of Christ or many in the church not following God's instructions. So when we don't follow God's instructions, like he said, we don't have the power, like he says. Joshua followed God's instructions to the letter. When the, listen, when the church starts following God's instructions to the letter, you're going to see a whole lot of foolishness that's going to be cut out. In our communities, a whole lot of foolishness going to be cut out in our marriages. A whole lot of foolishness going to be cut out in our families. A whole lot of foolishness going to be cut out in our churches. When God's people start following instruction, it, God said, Robert, it's a dangerous thing to Satan and his minions when my people start following my instructions. It's dangerous. And the adversary know that. This is why he works so hard on trying to get you and I to have contrary opinions to what God says. I ain't never seen so many jokers with opinions in all my life as, as I've seen in the church. Joker's got opinions. Children of God, we shouldn't have but one opinion as children of God, and that's what did God say. That should be our only opinion. What did God say? That's all. You look at Joshua here. That's all Joshua. That's all Joshua is focused in on doing. That's all Joshua is telling the troops to do. That's all Joshua is telling the Israelites to do. Do exactly what God say. Don't nobody want to hear a little bitty baby or oh, this a cute little Hittite baby. Joshua should put a knife in him. Put a knife and put a knife all the way through that joker. You say, Apostle, you telling us to kill baby if God say so. I'm telling you to do what God say. If it breathed, and see the instruction for killing everything that breathed was found in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 16. Watch this. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 16. Let's look at God's instruction. Now, here go Moses. Deuteronomy chapter 20 dealt with going to war, when the Israelites went to war. 20 and 16, 20 and, uh, yeah, 16. 
God said, look, in the cities of the nations the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, do not what? Leave in, do not leave alive anything that breathes. Completely destroy them. Hittimorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. I'm hearing Joshua. Are you an? Are you one of the following ites? Are you one of the following ites? Yes, and proud of it, Joshua. What you gonna? <laughs> what you gonna do about it, Joshua? Stick a knife in him. Stick a knife in him. Sir, are you, are you, ma'am? Uh, yes, Mr. Josh. Would you happen to be an Ite, whether Hittite, Amorite, Canaanite, Perizzite, Hivite, or Jebusite? Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Joshua. Uh, both of my parents are full-blooded Jebusites. Thank you very much. Stick a knife in them. If you one of these Ites, you got to go. Are you breathing? Now, the only thing can exempt you, you can be one of them ites, but you got to give up the breath of life, baby. You got to give up the, if you're breathing, God said, if anything that breathes, you got to go. So if I come through there, if I'm Joshua, boy, you better be, you, you one of them ites, you better be holding your breath like a mother. You better be holding your breath like, boy, you better, you better, man. And I'm watching you too for about four minutes. Because at some point, you're going to have to breathe. Once you do, there you go. Joshua followed the instructions. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? When we follow God's instructions to the letter, the power of God begins to manifest. That's just it. That's just it. When the church is following God's children of God, let me tell you all something out there. Because some of you all, man, yeah, it, when we fo- listen, when we follow God's instructions like he tells us to, we become an unstoppable force. That's why the world ain't too worried about the church, because we got, we got a whole bunch of jokers that don't want to follow God's instructions. Men don't want to do what God told men to do. Women ain't trying to do what God told women to do. Children don't want to hear. So, so we, we become impotent. We become impotent when we don't follow God's instructions. But when we follow God's instructions, that's when the power of God began to manifest. That's when the miraculous began to manifest. That's when the supernatural, that's when stuff be happening you can't explain. That's when stuff be, when start to happen where people be like, hold up now. Hold, 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 hold. Hold up. Following God's instructions. We got power to subdue, but I'm hearing Joshua in the spirit. You got to follow God's instruction. Joshua was able to subdue the whole region, the whole region. There is no reason why we as children of God in a nation that's supposed to be 80% Christian, why we haven't subdued this nation. Why is girls still going wild in the United States? You've seen them on the thing. Come on TV, spring break, got the shirt pulled out. Why is our young men still out on the street corner? Uh, gang banging and, and, and fight. Why in a nation that's supposed to be 80% Christian? Some kind of where something is wrong. We're supposed to subdue. This whole region, this whole area is supposed to be subdued. We're in a country that's supposed to be 80% Christian and less than one per, supposedly 5%, less than 5% of the population has gotten laws passed in the Supreme Court. 
which is your lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, homosexual, or whatever you call them. And most of the country know it's wrong. And you got one little percent, uh, one little demon-possessed pocket of the country that's bullying all the rest of us, and we call ourselves doing something. God's going to tear the United States hind part up, I'm telling you. Write that one down for those of you that, that, that God is going to tear the hind part up. And I'm just hoping either, you know, we can be adding it or whatever, because God's going to tear the hind part up in this country. This foolishness we're doing. Now Christians, got a lot of Christians, you know, you out there, you're scared to lose your job, so you don't want to say nothing about it. You're scared that, you know, somebody going to, uh-uh, uh-uh. God has not given us a spirit of fear. God is still right. I don't care what the lawmakers do, what the politicians do, what the Supreme Court say. God is, God is, the, God said, Robert, hey, what's me, Supreme Court? God said, first of all, I got a problem with that. God said, because my court is the Supreme Court. Woo. Let me tell you all out there, Supreme Court, you are treading on dangerous ground. You trying to take a title that belonged to God. God is, God's court is the Supreme Court. Not nothing man got going. God is a supreme being. His court is the supreme court. His way is the supreme way. His words are the supreme words. He, 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 uh-huh. God said, I got a problem with that right to start with, Robert. What do you mean supreme court? So then what am I? What is my court? What is my court? If man's court is supreme, mm-hmm. Joshua subdued. Child of God, it's time for us to start subduing. Stop time for us. It's, look, time for us to launch a hostile takeover. Time for us to brandish swords in this country. Uh oh, Apostle, are you talking Malcolm X talk? Uh, not quite. Brandish the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. See, if you won't pull out the word of God, which is the sword of spirit, punk in Joshua's army, you wouldn't have pulled your sword out. Hittite would have stuck you right in the head. The same way it takes courage, it took courage in Joshua's army to go in and fight against these ites. It takes courage today to pull out the word of God against these ites because there's still ites in the land. Homosexuality is an ite in the land. There's still giants in the land, just like David had to kill Goliath. There's still giants, there's still Philistine giants in the land. And the same way Joshua's men had to have courage to pull out their swords to fight against the ice in the land, you and I, children of God, we got to have courage to pull out the word of God to fight against the ice in the land. You won't say nothing about sin. You won't say nothing about nothing wrong. Then you just, you, you'd have been one. You'd have been a punk in, in Joshua's army. You'd have been a punk in Moses' army. You'd run right out there. You'd have been a punk in Gideon's army and got sent home. Listen, children of God, what's the worst they can do to us? Kill us, and that's if God allow. 
That's if God allows. That's the worst that can be done. For us children of God, death is not punishment. Stop thinking that it is. Death is a promotion for us. Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Oh, man, I'm, God, God said, go and share it with your people, Robert, because I heard you. I told the Lord a couple of days ago my back was hurting so bad, I said, Lord, I want three options, three options. I said, either heal me, let me get an operation, or kill me. One of the three. Because, man, I was like, Lord, this is, this is, this is, this is unfathomable here. But to God be the glory. God said, all right, well, I'm going to heal you, because I'm, I'm being healed. I'm being healed. That was it. I was like, Lord, look, now, me and you, this me and you talking. Heal me, let me get an operation. I won't take no drugs or kill me. Talking about what you would have done in Joshua's army. You won't even speak up against sin. You wouldn't even pull your sword out in battle in Joshua's army. You got a sword now. Sword of the Spirit, Word of God. You won't say it. You won't use it. What do you think makes you think you would have used a sword back then? Mm. Oh, I'm going to get some calls after this message. Feel free. Joshua subdued. The whole region, including the hill country of the Negev, the western foothills, the mountain slopes, together with all the kings, he left no survivors. He totally destroyed all who breathed, just as the Lord, the God of, of Israel, had commanded. It takes courage to, to, to obey God. Always has and always will. Take courage to obey God. First of all, children of God, let's get something straight. God ain't no punk, and he ain't raising punks. He ain't raising sissies. He ain't raising cowards. Cowards is one of the first groups that God sent to hell. You better, you better get, you better bold yourself on up. Mess around being hell for what, Lord? Why? Because you was just coward, scared joker, scared of everything, scared to do everything, scared. Get sent right straight to hell. You say, Apostle. How are you going to say that? I'm going to say it because the word said. it. Turn to Revelation, chapter 21, verse 8. Let's close out. Child of God, you ain't got no business being scared of nothing and nobody other than God. Nah, not that we don't, you know, get scared because we're humans and stuff. But that's the only one we're supposed to be scared of, God. Revelation 21 and 8. Somebody read. But the what? But the cowardly. But the cowardly. First group. First group. Not liars. Not, watch this now. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. God said, Robert, you need to tell this to my people. Goodness gracious, this right here is going to shut a whole lot of things up. God said, I'm sending cowardly to hell just like I'm sending homosexuals. Whoa. Whoa, 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 Lord. Yeah, God said, Robert, yeah, that's right. A lot of us as children of God, we blasting the homosexuals. 
blacks and lesbians, trans. One thing about them, though, a lot of them got a lot of courage. Take, to me, take a lot of courage. Just come bust right out and tell everybody I'm gay. <laughs> take a lot of courage. How you going to just say that and your daddy looking at watching TV and you don't come all out all public and told her, your mama looking at everybody? <laughs> Whoa, children of God. God said, I didn't say the first group I was that I'm sending away is going to be the homosexual, but the cowardly, Robert. You better get that fear up out of you or you will bust hell wide open. Bible say the righteous are as bold as lions. Get that fear out of you or you will bust hell wide open. But the cowardly. Then God said, unbelieving, vile, murderous. Then he come on down to sexually immoral, which is any type of sexual immorality. First group is cowardly. That's strong, Lord. That's strong. So it takes courage to subdue children of God. God is calling for you and I as his modern-day church. What's lacking in the modern-day church is a lot of it is just, it's just courage because it takes courage to love. It takes courage to stand, stand firm on God's word. It takes courage to proclaim the eternal gospel. It takes courage. You get a joker that gets scared, now he can't do nothing. You get petrified. That, that, that's what happens when jokers get, get real, real scared. They can't do nothing. They can't fight. They can't hardly breathe. They can't hardly, they can't, they can't do nothing. So first thing, a lot of times Jesus dealing with his disciples will be take courage. See, now we can do something. We can do something. Once, once we get some courage around here. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify and exalt you. We appreciate you for everything that you share. Pray, Father, that these words uh, of yours will sink deep into the hearts and minds of your people, that uh, minds will be transformed by the renewing of your word, that the weak, through and by this, these anointed words of yours, will become strong, the fearful through and by these words of yours, will come, become courageous. Adjust our sight, Father. Let us see ourselves as you see us, that we might do as you desire us to do. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Question three questions. One, uh, first group we see sent to hell. Two, what's it mean to subdue? Three, What's the main thing Joshua did that empowered him to subdue? What's the main thing Joshua did that empowered him to subdue?
Since you can reach us through email at thechristianconcernchurch at gmail.com, check out our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash to backslash TCCC. Feel free to join us on Talk Show, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 and 7 p.m. daily. A talk show call 724-444-7444 at Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the talk on the TalkShoe website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.